My Mac Podcast 297. It's Finderlicious. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Gadzooks. They are gregarious, genteel, and gleeful, and most definitely not gormless, gauche, or grand dissonant. It's the G-Men on the MyMac podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to MyMac.com podcast number 297 with myself and Guy. Good evening, Guy. How are you? Hey, Gaz. Great to be here. It's, I love it. I love this time of week. I really do love it. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. And I'll tell you what I also like. I like getting listener feedback. And, um, <laughs> well, actually, this feedback is not aimed at me, but it's aimed at you. And it's from Gazano9, or Gazano9, yeah, as we, I like we have, to say. We, we haven't quite decided which one it is yet. <laughs> anyway, I know which one I prefer. But uh, <laughs> he says, hey, guy, do you know you sound like Larry David's manager in Curb Your Enthusiasm? And he goes on to say it's a compliment, by the way. Now, I've got to say, that means nothing to me. So uh, you, well, I'll, just I, have, I, I'll I, leave that one with you as to whether you think it's a compliment or not. Well, I, I think I'm going to have to go back and watch a couple of those episodes to find out whether or not I've been insulted. <laughs> Well, I hope I d- he does say it's a compliment. So you know, calm down well, if you I'm, feel it's not. I, so. I'm, I'm sure he meant it in the best possible way. But, but sometimes, a. yeah, sometimes the backhanded compliment is is no better than a compliment one way or the other. <laughs> Absolutely, and we've also got some uh, some other listener feedback where um, somebody um, Steve, I believe it's Steve, uh, Steve Carmi. Call me, yeah, Carmi. No, not call me. No, call me. I didn't say call me. Call um, me. Wants to run Windows on a Mac. And, uh, well, I've just got to spit. So, <laughs> Well, he's got I'll a good le- reason. I'll, he's got a good reason. But he I'll, does um, have a good you, reason. You've done a little bit of, um, of searching on this one, so uh, over to Guy. Okay. Well, he, he writes in, Hi, guys. Is there a way to create an external bootable Windows drive through boot camp? <laughs> Here is my story. We are a very Mac, very Apple household. We have iMacs, <laughs> iPhones, and iPads. Had Yay. iPods. Yeah. The kids use an older iMac 17-inch Core or Intel Core Duo, with not the Core 2 Duo, back when the sizes were 17 and 20-inch, which came out later. You know, the Core 2 Duos came out later. Yeah. Yeah. Works just fine on the Mac side. However, the kids' school is Windows. We tried VMware, which is a, usually a pretty good solution, but yeah, the machine can't be beefed up enough to run it satisfactory, so we did boot camp. The problem is we don't really have enough room on the internal drive to make a big enough partition for Windows. I have a smaller external HD drive that I would like to use for the Windows partition. If I could make it bootable, we could also switch to different computers without the hassle of installing Boot Camp on the new iMac and making sure that the school is copied over to both. Also, if and when we can replace the 17-inch iMac, their school would be right there as well. Does Time Machine back up Windows? Then he goes on to say he hoped that he explained that well enough. Um, yeah, yeah, you did, Steve. And um, this is kind of a weird question. I, I did look into could, this. Could, could, can I answer one straight away? Sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure Windows Time Machine doesn't back up Windows. Uh, not not as such. Uh, no, they, they're, no it's not not in the format that we expect it to, and the way it does um, the the Mac side. So it may it may back up the um, uh, the partition, 
the partition that it sees, but it won't back it up as we're expecting it. So I think that's a no. I'd actually stop Time Machine from from backing that partition up, to be honest with you. Yeah, because anytime you make a change to it, because it's all one big one yeah. big drive. So anytime yeah. you make a change to it, it, it backs up the entire thing. It doesn't doesn't it, it doesn't do it incrementally like oh. it does with OS. 10. Notice I yeah. said 10 and not X. You week. did very well. Then. Yeah, I, know. I, well. I actually had to think about it first. I don't know why I have such a problem with that. Anyway, so I... So, I, so that's I, the easy bit. That's the easy bit. Um, not sure if this is good news or bad news. When I looked into this, I, I saw that several people had found different ways to do this. And, you know, of course, I used the almighty Google to find this information. But yep. most of them involved uh, disconnecting the internal drive modifying the windows installer because i don't believe windows can be booted from an external like usb or firewire drive and of course if mm-hmm. if no, i'm wrong if i'm that. wrong about that then you know please send me an email and we'll, we'll go into the contact info later and and you know let me know what a what a complete kind of florida dunce well i'm pretty i'm pretty sure you're right there uh guy because i've 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 always tried to do that and it, it it is a pain i think so i think i'm going to agree with you there it's not if it can be done it's it's a bit of a workaround and i'm not sure that that's really what steve's looking for but no yeah. all right but I, I do have i do have three possible solutions for you that you know isn't going to require you to you know sell your soul to bill gates or whatever um the first one would be to replace your internal drive now you only have an 80 gig drive steven and that's that's really really small so uh my first suggestion would be to back up everything that you have on the 80 gig drive using either super duper carbon copy cloner putting in a a new drive and then uh, use you know taking everything that you had from that backup and then putting it onto the 500 gig drive. Of course, partition it first for you know between your your OS 10 and, and your uh, Windows bootable, and just follow the directions for installing Boot Camp. That's of course if he feels confident enough to do, make that change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my next suggestion would be now when you said you didn't have enough room for Windows, I, I'm, I'm guessing that you were talking about having windows and the apps and you know everything else that's related to windows on the 80 gig drive where well, there's there's a slightly easier solution you could take like a, a 5 to 10 gig partition and use that for boot camp and use that for windows and then use that external drive that you have to put all you know of course you'll have to format it for windows and then put all of your applications and all your documents and everything else that you're doing kind of use it like a d drive yeah, that's fun, funnily enough, that's how we, we kind of run at work. Although it's actually on the same hard drive on our machines, obviously it's a partition, so it could be anywhere. But we, we have Windows running on, on the C drive and all of our personal files. Yeah, on our, various, on our network, yeah various network yep. drives and stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, now this third suggestion, please don't do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, even... unless, you, unless you've got a bolt through your neck. Yeah, this, this came to me, and as I started to think about it, I was like, oh, that might work. But then as I thought about it more, I realized what, what a horrible, horrible way that my mind works. But we're still going to tell you. But we're still going to tell you because it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just too good not to. And, you know, please, if, if anybody knows whether this will work or not, I actually, I actually called this in to, um, to the Mac Geek Gab, and hopefully, you know, they'll be able to give the definitive answer, but I'm too afraid to try this myself, uh, would be to combine your internal and external drives into one partition 
using disk utility. Of course, you'd back up all of your data first using SuperDuper Carbon Copy Cloner and then combine these two drives and reformat them in disk utility for the two that you need, you know, the two partitions, one for Windows and one for <laughs> OS X, OS X, OS X. Um, what I wasn't really sure about was how this would work on startup if, if OS X was across two different drives. It, it, and part of this may depend on whether or not the drive was USB or Firewire, and it would probably require you to always hold down the option key on startup to force the machine to examine all available drives before booting. And the other thing that you have to remember that if you lost either drive, you would be totally screwed. I mean, both all data on both drives would also be destroyed as well. And then I, I put in this little bit here in this when I sent it to Gaz, this suggestion. I said, might make a fun weekend project for people with more money and time than sense. Then, and that the the fact that I had even thought of this says a lot about the potential for a Dr. Frankenstein in me. Uh, but at the same time, I couldn't find anything quickly that, that said this couldn't be done. But yeah, but you, you guy, you're just weird. <laughs> I am. I am. Steve, please, for the love of God, don't do this. But, of course, you know. An interesting project, Guy, an interesting project. Not something I'll be looking at doing, but there you go. Yeah, well, that's that's why I sent it to uh, to Dave and John at, at the Mac Geek Gab because if, yeah, they may they may come up with some different options, and if we hear anything from them, we'll obviously get back to Steve yeah. on uh, any options that, or if any listeners have got any uh, um, any suggestions, or if they're actually doing that and come across similar sort of problems, then feedback at mymac.com, of course. Mm-hmm. And and where else? Well, they could go to Guy at mymac.com or to Gaz at mymac.com. And, yeah, we can also be found at Twitter. I'm at twitter.com forward slash Mac Parrot. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> That's my job. I know. I, I couldn't wait. <laughs> and my Mac. Oh, oh my Mac. Oh, <laughs> twitter.com forward slash Gazmas. That's right. That's G A Z M A Z. Z? Oh, that's got to be that's got to be a British thing, or is that sorry, a European sorry. thing? Sorry, let me do that again. That's G A Z M A Z. M O U S E. Okay. Uh, now, last week uh, we were talking about. Actually, for the last two weeks, we've talked about various woes, Mac woes that uh, either Gaz or myself or my Taekwondo instructor has been having. And when we finished off last week, uh, Gaz had gotten his Mac Mini back together, but he still had a few issues. I did. I did. I got the iTunes up and running. I can't remember what I'd said about that. I think I did, that I'd got iTunes up and running. And then everything was going along swimmingly until I opened up iPhoto. And I, again, can't remember what I actually mentioned that uh, I was struggling with getting iPhoto fixed. Anyway, I was looking and looking and doing some searching. I finally got an error message out of iPhoto as to why it wasn't opening. And I did a search on some of the actual queries, some of the, the error message right. that I got, which it's not clear. The the uh, the error message that you get, it's not really clear what bit of the error message it's best to search on. Anyway, I did an, uh, a search on the DYLD error message that I'd got. Right. And this, and this actually brought up um, some some options and as i actually read the dyld error message myself i nearly well i should i'd hit myself on the head because it basically <laughs> it basically said this error message said library not loaded well as soon as i read that i thought wow that's it and i didn't read any more 
Well, when I googled that whole message, the error message reads in its entirety, library not loaded, colon, forward slash, system, forward slash, library, forward slash, private frameworks, forward slash, ilife slideshow dot framework, forward slash, versions, forward slash, a, forward slash, ilife. I have an um, ice cream headache. ilife, <laughs> ilife slideshow. <laughs> yeah. It then goes on referenced applications, iPhoto, content size, macOS, iPhoto, image not found. So I basically Googled, Google is your friend, or yes, Yahoo, or you can Bing. We will. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We will. And um, it came up with the fact that somebody had rectified the situation by replacing the iLife slideshow dot framework um, slideshow. So this is what in the library folder? Yeah, yeah. So I went obviously looking on my time machine for a previous version of iPhoto and system library forward slash private frameworks forward slash iLife slideshow dot frameworks forward slash and I found it. I found this file and I looked in my current system and voila, it wasn't there. None of it was there. So well, now, you you had restored from time machine to yes. your whole system, didn't you? That's, yes. kind of, that's kind of weird that that didn't show yes. up too. Yeah, so it, obviously restoring from Time Machine isn't a foolproof option because I've had, obviously I'd had a couple of issues with the restore. So be a little bit careful. Make sure that um, it may be that I, I'd overwritten something. It may be that I'd had a crash through uh, a backup. I don't know uh, because I'm I'm always stopping things, starting things, well, changing them again. Yeah, so I'm, nothing's you know, perfect. Nothing's perfect, That's right. and I'm and I'm certainly not. Anyway, I replaced this file, and iPhoto started. No loss of data, no loss of images. So you got all, everything back. Everything back. Everything. It was just that it wasn't opening because of this um, this particular iLife slideshow um, file wasn't yeah. there, yeah, and it was and it. It, and it was blocking the whole thing. Wow. So. Well, the good so thing I, was that you so didn't far lose I'm quite happy. Everything. No, I didn't lose anything, so that was good. But it was I'd got it back to elsewhere in two places, so I was quite confident that uh, <laughs> if I did have to do a complete wipe again, then I'd have everything eventually. But that was that's so far. I've not found anything else. And that's and you're on that tonight, right? The Mac Mini. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Yes. Because last week I had to record on the Mac. Was it last week? Yeah, yeah it was Mac last week. week. It was last week. Yeah. Okay. Well, this next bit. Uh, falls under the category of no good deed goes unpunished. So, so actually, yeah, the, the, the thinking about it, if I was recording on the uh, the MacBook, perhaps I hadn't in, uh, got iTunes up and running. So if anybody is thinking, no, you didn't tell us, basically I reinstalled iTunes. That was nice and easy, and I reinstalled it from, um, um, from the machine. Apple website. No, from the Apple website. Oh, actually, oh, okay. I actually re-downloaded uh, iTunes, and it, uh, you know, all of my files were there, and it just, it just, booted back in and it was fine so well, that's great yeah cool yep and uh last week i i talked about the arduous journey of of repairing my my taekwondo instructor's 17 inch g5 uh imac and, and can i and sorry to i'm gonna stop you really early there guy and okay. i'm really sorry about this no, that's but all right you, you mentioned a word which was the school which was the place of the school and i rather dumbly said what does that word mean yeah Oh, you mean Dojang? Yeah. The very next day, I heard that word again on the radio show from You're the kidding. UK. And I thought, I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you 
I can't even imagine what context that radio show was talking about a Korean martial arts school. It completely threw me. It completely threw me. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to disturb you. <laughs> it would have thrown, I would have just driven off the road at that point. <laughs> well, because I did such a, a, a great, diligent job fixing his 17-inch his G5 iMac, uh, he decided I should also take a crack at his uh, much older G4 iBook. Now, the, the problem he was having with this machine... Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I thought so. I you know, thanked him profusely for this. Um, the the machine would start up. You would get the Apple logo and maybe one or two, th- you know, one or two rounds with the the little. I don't even know what they call it. The the with the the, the black thing that spins around as it's thinking. Just under the Apple logo, it's like a little, just like a little weight symbol. Like a little, yeah. The, do you mean the cogwheel? Yeah, yeah, the cogwheel. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden you'd get a black screen. With the with the following words written, this is obviously going deep into Unix. Uh, forward slash etc. Forward slash master password invalid argument uh, space dash sh forward slash etc. Profile invalid argument sh two point oh five. And I I figured, what the hell is that? You know, I, I had no idea. So you know. Google is your friend. I put that into Google, and apparently this happens not, not all the time, but it, it has happened to a lot of different people. And I tried all the suggestions that that they had on these various sites where I found this. None of them worked. I mean, I just kept getting the same stupid error message over and over again. So uh, it, it, instead of spending three days trying to fix this and probably near three days to explain <laughs> on this podcast how I tried to fix it, I, all I basically did was uh, I hooked it up through Firewire to uh, my laptop, got off what I thought were his photos and his music, and then just wiped the drive. I wasn't even going to mess around. And reinstalled 10.4, did all the updates, uh, imported his music, that was fine, went to import his pictures, and no joy there. Pictures were gone. Uh-oh. Completely corrupted. I got all these error messages when I tried. It was like, you know what? I just don't care. I'm done. <laughs> so, but that that base end, you know, took it back to him, and, and he was very pleased. Uh, didn't really care about the photos. Turned out, the okay. photos were his daughter's anyway, so he didn't care. But he was happy to have his music. That's really what he wanted. Well, I think I think I think that's a good job done. Yeah, <laughs> it's sounded well, like. And hopefully, he won't have any other computers that that break on him at least for a while. Well, I mean, like, let, yes. let's say you know we are talking about older um, computers here, but it's good oh, yeah. that you've oh, yeah. been able to get them. You know, but in both cases, it it just proves the importance of good backups. Yes, because he had backups for neither of these computers, which you know. I, I, I hope you gave him some uh, good proverbial advice. Well, on the <laughs> on the laptop, there's there's no way that he's no. going to go to all the no, trouble no, no. of of hooking up a drive and and you know running some backup program to a second drive. And you know that's why when I fixed his iMac, I suggested to not to him because his eyes just glazed over when I started. Uh, to his sons that they should get an external drive and th- that, you know, if they got the external drive that I would set up everything for him. So he wouldn't even have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Good stuff. And I think that's where think- we're going to take our first break. 
Yeah, I think that's a, that's a natural break point. That's yeah, I think like so it. too. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Gaz, we can finally talk about the great stuff we're giving away in celebration of MyMac.com's 300th podcast. 300 MyMac.com podcast is quite an achievement, Guy, so I hope the contest can live up to it. You know it will, and man, have some of the Mac developers of hardware and software come through this time. Uh, I'm looking at this list of prizes, and I must admit, I'm a bit jealous that I'm not eligible to enter the competition. Me too, but two lucky listeners are going to get some great stuff. You know it. Look at what the first prize is an amp tune from mac alley smile on my mac pdf pen drive genius and data rescue from prosoft engineering that's not all because they also get a copy of hazel from noodlesoft reggie ashworth's app delete boink software's photo magic 03 pro default photo x from st Clair software and a Weststone One True Fit Professional Earphone from Weststone. Wow, that's a prize package of nearly $700, Guy. Yeah, second prize looks great too, Gaz. It sure does. Another amp tune from Mac Alley, Joseph Software Here, another copy of Smile on My Mac's PDF Pen, Hazel from Noodlesoft, App Delete from Reggie Ashworth, and finally, a second Westone One True Fit from Westone. That prize is worth almost $400, Gaz. So what do they have to do to win this great swag, guy? Donate blood? Write an essay? Promise their undying allegiance to Steve Jobs? Not quite that severe. All they have to do is send an email to contest at mymac.com. That's it? No dragon slaying or fighting off ogres? Well, they will need to include their email address, telephone number, and an address to ship to if they win one of the prizes besides software. So just send in an email to contest at mymac.com with your contact information and you're in. That's it. Don't you have some lawyer speak to add now, Guy? All prizes awarded are the responsibility of the contest winners and the companies mentioned to ship and receive. Some of the software awarded will consist of a download link sent to the winners with no box copy made available. MyMac.com and the MyMac.com podcast are not responsible for distribution of any of the prizes awarded. No administrative writers or podcast personnel from MyMac.com or the MyMac.com podcast or are associated with any of the companies awarding prizes for the MyMac.com's 300th podcast contest are eligible to enter. Thank you, and I wish I had remembered to breathe while recording all this. Guy, Guy, I think he's passed out. Don't let his sacrifice be in vain. Enter the MyMac.com 300 podcast contest with an email to contest at MyMac.com and we thank you for all your support of the MyMac.com podcast. Hey, this is Allison Sheridan of the No Silicast podcast hosted over at PodFeed.com and I never listen to Guy and Gaz the G-Men from MyMac.com. Dot com podcast. And welcome back. We uh, you only have a couple more weeks to enter the 300th podcast contest, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting used to saying that. Podcast contest? I'm not. So, yeah, well, you have to pra- you have to like mentally prepare yourself to say yes. podcast contest. So uh, you only have until June 25th, which is a Friday. And you have to enter before midnight Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. That's, that's Friday, June 25th, midnight Eastern Standard Time to get your entry in for the 300th podcast contest. And we're going to talk about, now last week we talked about a couple of apps 
and actually some of the hardware, too. Uh, this week, we have two that we're going to very quickly talk about. The first one is App Delete from yeah, Reggie that, Ashworth. And, yeah, that's uh, an independent developer who, yep. uh, who produces that. And uh, that's a good little app, actually. Yeah. Basically, it's, whenever uh, whenever you install a program, you know, and, and you know, pe- people make fun about this with with Windows, but with Mac programs, that's it spreads files all over the place. I mean, think about uh, your problem with your Mac Mini and, and iPhoto because you were missing just that one little file. Yeah. Well, for that very reason alone, if you decide to delete an app, there's usually bits and pieces spread out all over the place that you know, when you just no. drag the, the the application to the trash, doesn't mean that everything associated with that program is going to go with it. Now I've got to say it's not as bad as the Windows world, but no. there, you know, because very often you you've got a little application and it sits in its own little world, which is fine. But they do occasionally put files out there, and uh, you'd be surprised actually how many they do put out there. But it's it's certainly not they're not they're not files which are going to ruin your system if you just you know go out and delete yeah. them. And, and that's and that's where App Delete can come in. It can find them and get rid of them for you. Yep, and that's from Reggie Ashworth, and it can be found at reggieashworth.com now the second one I he's, he's, have... I've got to say I'm just going to say something actually he's a good developer Reggie he's, he's always looking uh, to improve that app and uh, it's it, it can get rid of your preference files as well he's, he's always improving that it's uh, it's running in 64 bit um, oh he, he has upgraded that to 64 bit yeah yeah he's, he's a very good developer and keeps on top of that uh, that application it's, re- it's reasonably priced too it's 799 yeah, US yeah good stuff yep the next one is one that Gaz has used and I have not. It's from St. Clair Software. It's Default Folder X. Uh, what can you tell me about this, Gaz? Well, I, I, got, I actually got this in one of those... Um, one of those... Uh, bundles? Bundles that... Uh, I think it was a Mac... I think it was a Mac Heist bundle I got it, uh, got it from. And, um, you know, I, I installed it and I thought, oh, I'm not going to use this. You know, why have I... You know, I really bought the bundle for something else. You know, there was a few other apps in there. But actually, I suddenly... I think I saw a screencast on it, and I thought, oh, perhaps it will be useful. And now I do use it quite a lot. It's it's basically it enhances your Finder, and we, I think we'll perhaps talk about Finder in a little yep, in just a second a, or just two. Just a little bit. But uh, this actually it kind of gives you a little bit more uh, to your Finder, um, or rather, rather than the Finder, when you're saving options and when uh, in, when you're saving items, like in Word, in Word, arc at me, uh, when, when you're saving <laughs> when you're saving files in text edit or in pages or in numbers or almost any file where you're going to save to a location. This actually brings up some extra options uh, like favorite folders, uh, regular folders that you go to and can make it very easy for you to be able to save in a location where you know you regularly want to put stuff. Um, it also puts a menu bar item up so you can easily get to uh, items, folders um, with uh, just a couple of clicks. Um, and it, it, I, you get into a routine of using it, and that's the one thing with a lot of these applications. Very often, the best way to find out how good they are is to stick with it and use and use them and see how they uh, they log into your workflow. And this right. default folder X certainly works into my my workflow my workflow now certainly. Yeah, and and he and they uh, Saint Clair Software offers a thirty day free trial, and yep. they have versions of it that can be used all the way back to 
and they're another good Mac developer. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. So those are the, the, the two items from the 300th podcast contest that we're giving away as prizes that we're going to talk about this week. Uh, next week, we're going to finish that up with, I believe, the last two items. We won't mention what they are here if you haven't been listening. Shame, shame, shame. You'll have to listen next week. That's right. And they're, <laughs> they're two really, really great programs. Yep. Now, uh, the next thing we want to talk about... Well, it's kind of linked to a default folder in a way. Yeah, in um, a way. Um, and it's... Well, you mentioned it to me, and uh, I thought it was quite a good thing to talk about, actually, which is... Uh, How well, much people it, dislike the Finder. <laughs> if, if, there, if there's one sore point on OS X, especially for people that are moving over from Windows, which in yeah. many ways has, has a, a much better Windows... Man- uh, you know, irony, Explore. Windows management uh, system than OS yeah. X... And uh, lo and behold, developers to the rescue, there are lots of programs that can either help you replace or redefine what the Finder does. And, you know, these, these programs, we're, I think we're, we're just going to talk about, uh, what, four of them tonight? Um, yeah, is I it think so. Three or four? Yeah. It's, it's three or four. Yeah. They work in kind of different ways. Some of them actually enhance the Finder itself. Some of them are are external applications apart from the Finder that you kind of use instead. Uh, the first one is going to be that we're going to talk about is Pathfinder by CocoTech. Now, now I I haven't ahead. actually used this. Um, I've certainly seen it in action, and it it certainly gives you um, a lot of power. Um, but it's a standalone. You know, it it doesn't. It's not an add-on to Finder. Am I no. right in that? It's it's a standalone. It, yeah, application. It, it's a standalone application. And some of the really cool things that this program does, you can have like a dual pane file browser, which is no, I like that. I yeah. certainly like that. Uh, it's got tabs. You can have the sidebar. I like that as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you can have you can have the sidebar which is you know has all your devices shareds uh, ah, shared devices shared computers uh, places like your applications or your desktop you can have that on either side of the of this Pathfinder window you can even have it on both sides of the Pathfinder window depending on what side of the the screen that you're working on and it it really does it well i was i was having a lot of fun with it now there's more to it than that and it, it some of it's kind of hard to ex- to explain you've got some command line tools where you can actually put a terminal window if you're into that kind of stuff on on the bottom of the pathfinder window scary and, stuff oh yeah you could you could do some some serious damage <laughs> um but it's there for you know if you want it you can have advanced it, uses yeah, yeah. yeah. You can have the file lists uh, sort by by various different means by by name or by extension, which of course OS ten do, well, doesn't do. It basically goes by name only. Yeah, that's 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 something which I it's taken me a long time to get over that actually, because yeah. Windows it was always doing the folders first and then obviously the names. Well, of you the files, you could which, pick which ways you wanted to have it in Windows. Yeah. Yeah, and it, 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 it's always something which I, I do find find a little bit lacking in, I must admit. Yeah, but it also has some of the tools that, that we all know and love that the Finder has, like Quick Look. Um, you can use, and you can set, actually, you can set Pathfinder as your default file viewer, which is which is kind of nice. 
it's got an application launcher. You can. It's got selection tools and integrated stuff it engine for you know when when you need to condense files. You can create and convert disk images, custom menu keyboard. I mean, all now, this, now all I, this great. I have stuff. to say, guy, this is you know all of this is absolutely superb, but it comes at a cost. Oh yes, um, nothing nothing good is for free. <laughs> uh, a new license is about forty dollars US, which you know it. Even though this program does a, a lot of really great stuff, I, I find that to be a little pricey. If if it was even ten dollars less, I think that that Pathfinder to me would be the clear winner in what it is we're talking about tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd push that price a little bit further down. It's a, I'm I it, I don't have the requirement for all of those extras um, to pay $40. So, hence, I haven't paid $40 for it, I've got to say. Yeah, well, that's Pathfinder by Cocotech, and I, I did install a, that, and I did a, try it. It's, a, it, it it's really a great nice. it's a great app if you need the functionality, and it's a really well-built app if you need the functionality. So, yep. but take a look at that first. But there are others. Yeah, now this one takes a... The next one we're going to talk about takes a slightly different path than a uh, like a, a separate application. This actually kind of changes the Finder. Now, you know, before we go any further, uh, I, I should say that this is the name of this pro. Well, let me let me tell you what it is. It's Total Finder, and it's by Binary Age at BinaryAge.com. However, and, yes, um, it's still under alpha, so it's at version. Currently, it's at version point. 9.3 which kind of scared me a little bit as i was <laughs> i was thinking because at first you know when i suggested this uh, earlier in the week um i had thought that what i would do was break out my laptop and put it on the laptop and try it there but the okay. problem is since i've gotten the ipad i hardly ever use my laptop anymore <laughs> so well, there's ah. a discussion we can have next week yeah yeah that's something we can talk <laughs> about at a different time so I went ahead and I bit the bullet, and I, I put it on the, the very machine that I'm recording on right now. Now I, I think with an alpha, you, you're you're certainly a damn sight safer than with a beta. Yeah, well, this yeah, it was a little scary. And the other thing I have to say is that this is for Snow Leopard only. You can't run this on Leopard. And he's got an explanation in here, and I won't go into it. But basically, they made some changes to the Finder when they went from Leopard to Snow Leopard that made this program possible for him to create. Right. Now, it's it, yeah, it, its main thing that it does is it gives you tabs. It, you, can, you can also have a dual panel mode. It makes uh, the Finder available system-wide on a hotkey. Uh, what else is it? It always shows these folders on top. But again, its main thing is it, it kind of looks like either Safari or Chrome in a browser well, got, with tabs. If anybody, if anybody who's followed me on Twitter for some time will know that I actually I like the tabs at the top like that, although I don't like them so much that I'll go out and get Google Chrome. But when they were there on Safari, I I had them at the top, and I like them being there. So it, I'm looking at this and saying, oh, I like the look of that. Yeah, and you can. It looks like now I haven't I haven't actually tried this yet. I'll have to check this out. It looks like from his image here that you can set folders to be on top, or or documents and applications to be on top. So so there is a little bit of cust customability there. Um. Currently, it's free. It does, it's, there's no charge for this program right now. 
be. But there it, will be. Yeah, there will be. Uh, it when it ex- it'll expire when he releases the alpha, which I'm assuming won't be too much longer from now. Nope. But when it goes on sale, it's going to be fifteen dollars, which is which is a good price for like you know a shareware kind of app like this. Yeah. And I've been using this now for three days, absolutely no problems, and. Being able to drag and drop between all the various tabs and not have to have a thousand different windows open is just is great. And the fact that I don't have to run a separate app to do it, it makes it even better. Yeah, that, that, I like that. The you know that option. You know the fact that it's built into Finder because I'm 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 very much one to try and stick with the applications that come with the the operating system when it comes to um, processes like this. So, but there is there is one more that um, I, I mentioned to you. Uh, I don't know if you've got the name because I've been yeah, lost my link now. Liquifile, wasn't Liquifile. it? Liquifile, yeah. Now I, I I came across this one, but I'm I'm not too sure how up to date it is. But it's certainly another finder option, uh, and the link I think will be in the show notes if you want. If you're desperate to you know find a different option for the finder, then go over and take a look at this. But neither guy or me. I've done too much work with that one, but I, it's certainly something which looks. It, I think it's a standalone app again. Yeah, um, I, I, now, I think you're right. Uh, it looks like the last time it was updated was March of 2009, which is kind of scary all by itself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's it's one to take a very wary look at that. But I think there's a few other options out there as well you, you can find. Well, one other but, one you mentioned was Leap. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And which is from Ironic Software. Actually, uh, Liquifile is from, well, liquifile.info, before we go too much farther than that. Yeah, yeah. and again, I, 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 I used Leap for a while, a while. I did have it on some option, but they actually did an update, and it kept them pestering me to update to the new, the new system, and eventually I, I found that I wasn't using it very much, and every time I got this nagging upgrade screen, I thought, oh, that's it, I'd stop using it. Now, this is also a separate application? Yeah, yeah. It is. Well, it looks it kind is. of cool in a picture that I'm seeing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good app. It's a good app. and it. But, again, it's my workflow. I don't tend to, you know, for processes like this, which I deem to be core processes, I prefer mm-hmm. to try and stick with system, and that's just me. Um, you know, it's a, a quirk that I have, and, um, you know, sad old me. I even don't like putting add-ons like the, the Total Finder into something like this because as soon as you update, you don't know whether it's going to break it. Yeah, well, one nice thing that uh, that Total Finder did, um, the developer, and I'm trying to get him on the podcast as well. Cool. He, he also he when you download the program, he includes an uninstaller. So if you're kind of worried about that, if you're going to do like a, a system update, you can uninstall it. Go ahead and do your update, and then when you come back, try to install it again and see if it works. Yeah. So that yeah. that's one that's one nice little bit that he added with Total Finder. Um, I think between all of the ones that we've talked about tonight, the the two that I would most recommend for people to try would be Pathfinder and Total Finder, and, and these yes. are two programs that take two completely different taxed, tax in the way that they work. Pathfinder as a separate application, and Total Finder as a Finder enhancer. Now, obviously, having said that, and me having said that I try and stick with Finder, I, I thought I'd write down a few of the things that I kind of do 
whenever I get a new Mac or whenever I change anything because it's there are finders quite good, but there you know there are things with it which make it <laughs> a hateful program. Sure, but there are little bits which you can do which obviously make it a little bit. Um, more palatable let's put it that way okay um but that's the first thing i do is to when i go on any new mac or any of my user logins that i've got to is to go to view and then go to show path bar um and this actually puts the uh, a path bar on the bottom of the finder screen yes so that when you're going through and you know searching through any of the the folders it tells you exactly where you are and one of the good things with that as well is you can actually drag items to that particular um bar so you can drag items to any part of the path that you've been digging into to move a file to any any of those uh Sections, which is quite a neat little yeah. process. Yeah, and you can also double click on, on any of those, and it'll snap yeah. right to it. That's right. That's right. And it, it just gives you the current location of the window that you're looking in. So, uh, and that's I, I do that straight away. Another little trick is um, occasionally when I'm clicking on uh, any of the exposure triangles within uh, Finder, is if you hold the alt or the option button at the same time any subfolders that are within that triangle or within that folder that you're clicking the triangle next to uh, will also open so and it'll open all of the folders which sit within that um, that particular folder equally if you then click the triangle again to close it if you're holding the alt button uh, alt or option button it will then close all of those subfolders so that's a, a neat little trick especially if you want to quickly look inside a particular folder to see what's in there yeah that's kind of um, cool yeah that is now you can also do that with the um with the left and right arrows so if you've highlighted a folder if you click the the right arrow it will actually open the folder but it doesn't open every folder that's uh sitting with inside that particular folder if you've got a lot of nested folders um but obviously you can use the up and down arrows to get to the next folder again click right and it'll open it sure etc etc if if you're someone that likes to keep your hands on the keyboard um now let's say you've got a folder that you often go to then a trick here is to just drag that folder up to uh, into the sidebar if you've got the sidebar in view or you can also drag it up into the um the toolbar at the top um and um OS 10 will actually um give you the option to dra- drag and drop that folder into the toolbar so that um, if you need to go there you can quickly um, quickly click on that folder and it'll open up uh, and a use here could be that if you stuck your desktop uh, folder icon onto the toolbar and let's say you wanted to go finding a file you you know you've gone through your system you found it and you want to put it onto your desktop you've got lots of applications open you don't want to minimize them all you could just drag that file onto the desktop and it will put it onto your desktop and then if you click that icon again hey presto you've got to find a window at your desktop so that's uh, a that neat very trick cool. uh now there's lots of people you know everybody knows the command c the command v for copy and paste but if you're in a finder window if you hit command a that selects all of the files um command d wait for it that'll duplicate any selected file that you've got and i'm going to send uh guy um a link to 40 shortcuts all finder shortcuts so I'll, I'll send in that link a little bit later oh that's great so and and i've also got a couple of links to uh articles for finder from apple themselves so 
it's you know it's not a bad um few little hints to make finder a little bit more palatable especially for those coming over from windows yep tonight we are finderlicious god we are aren't we <laughs> <laughs> And I think it's time we take a break. I think you're right. Yeah, so everybody, please stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Stand by for action. It's Gaz. And Guy from the MyMac.com podcast, and we're here to tell you that if you like listening to us, you'll enjoy some of the other podcasts from MyMac.com that are available from iTunes. There's the My Photo Tech podcast with Sandro Cuccia to tell you all about digital photography. He also talks about the latest news, hardware, and software, along with tips and tricks to make you a better photographer. There's also your own Victory Garden podcast with Greg Holdsworth for all of you people with a green thumb and sam's cool picks to tell you about some of the latest gear for the mac iphone and all the other apple devices we know and love with your host sam levin also the geekiest show ever which can be about well anything with tim robertson chad perry and sometimes even me the mymac.com podcast my phototech your own victory garden sam's cool picks and the geekiest show ever podcast can all be found so very easily in itunes it's all free for downloading so go get it the mymac.com podcast and associated content is copyright and part of major league baseball and is subject to laws governing such content all rights reserved 2010 what we aren't part of major league baseball are you sure yes but we we used to be Go to iTunes and grab those podcasts, folks. You'll really enjoy them. Listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast probably won't cure male pattern baldness, but can you afford to take that chance? Welcome back, and I hope that you're going to go over and listen to some of those podcasts that Guy and I just mentioned. There's some great stuff there. Oh, yeah. Talking about, talking about great stuff, Guy, I think there's some featured content on the website again. Oh, yeah. We got some great stuff over at MyMac.com. If, if you guys haven't visited the site, if you just download the podcast from iTunes, please, please, please take a little bit of time, go over to MyMac.com. And, and read some of the great stuff that we have there. We have an excellent, excellent staff of writers. Uh, brilliant. Yes, they are. The first one they put, is... They put me to shame. I've got to say that. <laughs> well, I feel bad. I haven't written anything in so long. It's just the, the podcast takes up so much of my time now. Um, the first one is from Steve Hammond, and that was the Intuos 4 Wireless Pen Tablet Review. Or is that Intu... OS four, uh, uh, you know, you I'm say into sure. us, you say into us, I say into us. Anyway, <laughs> let's call go, the whole thing off. Okay, go take a read. Yep. The next one is take control of mail on the iPad, iPhone, and iPod Touch. That's a take review, uh, take control book review by Elisa Pacelli. Uh, we like her. Uh, the next one is when disaster strikes, stoicism and a good recovery utility can be helpful. And that's from Sam Negri, and that kind of fits in with the contest. 
Uh, two of the things that he talks about in this is Data Rescue 3 and Drive Genius from ProSoft Engineering, which are, of course, are going to be some of the prizes we're giving away. Good stuff. Uh, the next one is my first look, which is um, Donnie Yankalo looking at Adobe's Photoshop CS5. And the last one is from our very own Owen Rubin. It's the 2.4G. It's a Bluetooth wireless motor mouse review. Kind of looks like a uh, like a Ferrari. Oh, you Americans! It's a Porsche. Oh come on! With that with that big bulge in the front, it should <laughs> have been an be... American car because American cars have bulges. <laughs> it just needs a bit of uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> it needs a bit of silver work around the front, okay. doesn't it? Though? Okay, well, just remember, this is a family-friendly show. We don't talk about certain things here. La, 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 la. <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, one of the last things we have to talk about tonight is, of course, on uh, Monday, June 7th. Steve, Something happened, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Steve Jobs took the stage at the uh, at Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference and uh, announced a couple of things. Uh, there's going to be a phone. That's it. Goodbye. Yeah. Hey. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, actually, well, he talked about a bit more than that. Uh, one of, one of the things that, uh, of course, you know, everyone's talking about the new iPhone, and, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But what I thought was a little more interesting was the immediate availability of Safari. Which is yeah, even more HTML5 friendly. Yeah, some, somebody was talking to me about that, and I, I, you know, they said to me, "Will it be? Uh, you know, is he going to mention Safari Five? And and I thought that he perhaps wouldn't, but I, I've got a feeling that there's going to be a lot of discussions about that with the developers uh, during the week. And I think I've already picked up on that that there is, you know, lots of talk about that. So, but have you downloaded um, Safari Five, Guy? Oh yeah, I've got it right here. As a matter of fact, yeah, I, I, I actually downloaded it tonight, so I've not really given it a full test. But I've got to say that. I've clicked on one or two flash sites and I've got a flash blocker and that is still installed. So I was quite impressed with that. But those flash sites, once I click on them to, you know, start the video or whatever sure. it is that's, that's sat behind it, I've got to say it seems to be taking a little bit longer to load, which surprised now, me. You, you did do a restart after it, uh, after yeah, it downloaded, yeah, right? I did. which was kind yeah. of weird. Because you know, I used to, I used to download, download uh, WebKit, which is, you know, the, the, the basis on which Safari is yep. is based on, yep. and there would be updates to WebKit like sometimes three times a week. You know, you come in in the morning, it's like, oh god, another WebKit update, and I can't recall ever having had to restart my machine for WebKit. So yeah, it's a little bit odd, a little bit odd. They, they, you know, they seem to be going that way a little. You know, occasionally you'll get a a required restart for something that seems to be a little bit innocuous but there you go yeah. anyway i've got it i've got it running and it seems to be going okay so well the one thing i do really like is uh it's got this new feature that they call reader so depending on, on how the the website is set up with its content you'll get just next to the the, the little the little symbol that has you reload the page it'll just be this little blue box that says reader and if you click on that it basically kind of darkens the page all the way around and just brings up the content that you wanted to, well, read. Oh, that's so old school. <laughs> but you use something else, don't you? <laughs> yeah, actually, I use something which is, it sits actually in my toolbar, and it's called Readability. Uh, and it does pretty much the same thing. You come to a website, and there's, you know, there's lots of 
wording or you know in, which includes a document which includes pictures as well which you're interested in reading but there's also lots of other stuff which are, is distracting you um this readability it puts uh, this app or this um preference puts a tab into your toolbar and when you come to a site that you just want to read you click on that and it does exactly the same thing as that icon that you're talking about which is in the address bar um but what I like about this is, obviously, I've got, well, not obviously, but I've got my Mac, um, I've got a mobile me, mm-hmm. and it will sync that across all my machines, so that readability, readability um, oh, really? option. And it also syncs it across my iPad and my iPhone, or my iPod Touch, rather. And that's, it'll do exactly, that's very and interesting. It, and it works on those as well. So, you know, if Apple are going to roll it out, they've got to roll do a similar sort of thing, because... I've used it on the uh, on the iPod Touch and I've used it on the on the iPad and it I think it works quite well. Well, the other in thing fact, I like about in it, fact, in fact, I might even be lying to you. It might not be on the iPad, but it's certainly on my iPod Touch. Well, one thing that I did like about it is that you've got all kinds of settings for it as well. You can, you know, you got style settings, you have size yep. settings. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm hitting because I'm looking at the site right now. This is at uh, lab.arc90.com forward slash experiments forward slash readability you can set wow i mean you hit extra large and it's like the the words come up and want to slap you in the face they're so big <laughs> <laughs> then you hit the extra small and it's like oh, i can't read that sonny uh you can you can do different kins of margins um i mean it just all kinds it's of great cool it's things. great yeah it is and really it, good is it free or is this at cost yeah. is there no no, cost? no it's, it's yeah it's free yeah, well, you know, I mean, this is basically giving you the same thing that, that Apple just put into uh, Safari 5 browser, but this gives you a few options. that, you know, and, and I think with, with Reader, actually, I can try it right now. Um, yeah, okay, that's working that way. And now the, some of the controls you have that's, that's built into the screen here, you can zoom in and zoom out. You can send it as an email. You can send it to the printer, which is very nice. Um, I don't know. I mean, either one of them, or maybe even this. I don't see why there's probably any reason why you couldn't do both. No, well, absolutely. Well, I, I have got both on mine. Now, I've got to say that sometimes, you know, you click the readability, and I think this is probably going to be the same for the reader option on on that Apple give you. That you know, you get, you do it on a, a website, and it just doesn't work. It's because it just can't define. You know that yeah. page anymore. Well, but I, I think got- it has something to do with with how you know what kind of ta- what kind what kind of HTML tags they're using. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's how it determines. But they're good. That's good stuff. It's yeah. Good stuff. So it's, so it's all good. So I've been pretty happy with Safari. Uh, Steve also talked briefly about well, not so briefly talked about the iPad, two million units sold. Coming to you know, it's in ten countries. What did you, what did you think, Guy? More? Because I, I'm thinking, you know, there's lots of people are going to be talking about it. But I thought they spoke a long time, but I'm not sure it, there's a lot for us to talk about. To be honest with you, what do you think? No, well, I mean, basically, all he did was come and, and spend a long time doing it, talking about how it, it's it's out in some different countries now, and that it's yeah. going to get rolled out to other countries. Mentioned that there's 8,500 native iPad apps, uh, 35 million app downloads. You know, I mean, this is this is all standard, you know, market speak that yeah, that absolutely. Steve does when when he comes Agreed. into these various stores. Um, it, but part of what he was talking about, of course, was the App Store. There's apparently you know 225,000 apps. 
that, oh, well, I guess the big thing with the App Store, and this was, I guess, sort of to kind of blunt some of the criticism from Google's I.O. conference, um, he was saying that, that they support two different platforms. They, of course, the, the App Store and HTML5, as far as applications go, kind of giving the impression that that developers who want to create HTML5 friendly apps could do so and not even go through the app store for people to use on the various iDevices. Now, I'm not quite sure how that would work. What do you think? No. I've got... I've got it, it's, Did I stump I, you? Did I stump you? Yeah, you, you've stumped me. You've stumped me. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I, blind, I blindsided Gaz here in the middle <laughs> because, of the podcast. <laughs> because I was just thinking, I, what, I tell you what I was thinking about, and this set, this is, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but they showed a game. I mean, I'm moving on a little bit from what you're talking about, but they yeah, showed fine. they showed a game, which, which was Which is Farmville. a cool game. Oh, Farmville. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and everybody groaned. But I heard an interesting somebody say, "Do you know? I think they showed Farmville because if you play Farmville via uh, Facebook, right. it's of course a Flash app." Yeah, and I wonder whether somebody was going, "Hey, you see, you want to play Farmville? You can play Farmville." Yeah. Well, and what what really kind of surprised me? Now I go to sites like Dig a Lot, and you know, and, and I don't care if anybody knows this. But I only I only dig when I need to put the spuds in. <laughs> My screen name on Dig is is also Mac Parrot, so right. so you know, and and I don't care who knows it. I I don't I don't flog either mymac.com or the podcast on Dig because I find people that when they do that kind of thing is kind of in poor taste. You yeah. know, comment on the article and stop. You know, don't try to inflate your own ego. So I, I don't talk about that on Dig. But um, when the iPad first came out, and of course it wasn't going to have Flash, that was one of the things that everybody talked about. It doesn't have Flash. You can't play Farmville. Blah blah. It's like. And what I said to that was, do you really think that if the iPad gets any traction, that that Zynga isn't going to create a version <laughs> yeah. that'll play without Flash? Do you yeah. really yeah. think that? And of course, next next up will probably be what are some of the other uh, Mafia oh, Wars? I, I, yeah, I, I don't, don't play. I don't I, play I, any I, of them. I, I block them all. I block yeah. them all. I just yeah, it just doesn't doesn't do me doesn't do me anything at yeah. all. But they're they're all going to be available whether or not it's, the iDevices know, big, ever 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 yeah. play. Flash. Well, and the point was he made the very big point at the start of uh, of the keynote that they have one hundred million iDevices. It was one hundred million, I think. Yes, yes, one hundred million iDevices, and that was the point. He said, "Guys, you want an audience? You don't need Flash." No, and I think, I, think, I think that's what they were saying. But um, he did bring out a new iPhone as well. Did you hear about that? Um, I'd heard some rumors that there was possibly going to be a, a, a new iPhone, but I wasn't really sure based on stuff from. Um, did did I, you see it or did you see the keynote? No, I haven't. I haven't seen the keynote because it was superb, guys. Well, doesn't it look super. basically the same as as the one well, that that, that, that um, not in Gadget? Um, Gizmodo, Gizmodo. That, yeah, but, that yeah. they that they quote found unquote. Yeah, we, you know, he came when he said, "And here's our new iPhone. Doesn't it look great?" He said, "Stop me if you've seen it." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> that everybody, is funny. everybody laughed, and you know, I thought that was brilliant. You know, stop me if you've seen it before. Yeah. We and get, guess guess which major tech site was not at the Worldwide Developers Conference. 
does it begin with a G and end with an O? Uh, it could be. It could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway, you brought it. They've got the new iPhone, and apparently the screen on it is absolutely superb, but obviously not having touch one, we don't know, but it certainly did. Yeah, it's, it's like 960 you know. by 640 resolution. Yeah, it's yeah, it's supposed to be even better than um, uh, OL... Oh, God, what is that? This, what is that technology called? OL, 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 not OLS. Oh, my, my, whatever it is, whatever yeah, it is. But it, it's beautiful and it's shiny and 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 everyone who's no longer under contract for you know to still pay off their iPhones, which well, yeah, I think AT and T said that they would uh, they would allow everybody to be able to switch, didn't they? They to bring it forward, anybody. Uh, so they're, they're actually sure. allowing everybody to use, yes, which is good. Well, see, cause I bought a three GS uh, last June. Which means I still have another year under my contract. So yeah, AT and T would love to, you know, tie me down for another three years. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah obviously the phone long, is yeah the phone is beautiful. Like it's gorgeous, and of course nobody has seen it in you know real life yet. But the way things are right now, I'm I'm going to stick with the three GS. I'm you yeah. know, and I kind of said this when the iPad came out. Oh, I'm not going to get an iPad. I'm not going to be a first gen guinea pig. Blah 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 blah. And here I am, of course, with my my 64 gigabyte three G iPad. Oh, I couldn't resist. So, but I I, am, I think I am going to hold off as far as the phone goes. The only thing that would have really tempted me as far as the new iPhone goes, and and then that's not to say that it doesn't have a lot of really nice features. Would have been if they had increased the uh, the storage to sixty four, but they didn't. So I can I can wait. I can wait till I'm out of contract. I think. Yeah, that's. I think that's that's the way to go. Just give it give it time. Give it time. People, everybody wants everything big and new and yeah. now. Well, there's, there's my us only, talking about with the iPads, of course. But there you go. Yeah, my only so, real complaint about. The 3GS is battery life, but I've got a couple of uh, Mophie juice pack. Cases. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I'm sure you've got you've got over that now. So uh, yeah, but there was a, there was a few other things that they spoke about in the in the keynote. And we won't we won't go over too many of them here because I'm sure there are plenty of other podcasts and plenty of other news sites have been oh, talking sure. about. But uh, he, he did quite a big spiel on iAds, um, the new iAds for interaction, and uh, talked about, yeah, yeah, snoring for us. But obviously, I tell you who's not snoring, it's the developers, and obviously it oh, is yeah. WDC, so that's going to be important to them. And then they actually came out with a one more thing. <laughs> yeah, um, but as, quite frankly, as far as one more things go, this is this is kind of lame. Um <laughs> yeah, video yeah. video yeah. chat for the iPhone. There there is a forward facing camera uh, in the new iPhone, and the even even what they called it just kind of made me go, "What really?" It's called FaceTime. So video chat for the iPhone will be called FaceTime. Really? Yeah, I I I think a lot of people are doing that now. It, it, the thing is, guy, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, they need a forward facing camera. They need a forward face." Now they're giving it to us, and everybody's going. Ah, uh, right. And well, I'm, yeah, I'm but there's, a, there's some problems with this, though. Is there? Oh, yeah. I don't well, think there is. Well, it, it, is. Only, it only works with Wi-Fi. Well, you know, they've got to have the capability of uh, being able to have the bandwidth to do it. When they've got the bandwidth, it works. Now, to start off with, yes, agreed with you. It's okay. got to be Wi-Fi only. All right, but well, here's, here's the other problem. It's iPhone 4 to iPhone 4 only. 
So in order to use this, I know, I know. See, again, at the moment, they've put out an open standard for this so people can make sure that it goes into other devices. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see the iPhone FaceTime app for Android. That's that's what I'm. I, I expect that to come out just next week. Well, obviously, <laughs> it, may, it may not. It may not come out quite that quickly. But you know, I, I I don't think we should be banging on at, at Apple for that quite so much because everybody was shouting for this. They've done it. They've given it to them. Uh, so come on, give them some kudos for that, and also give them. You know, I'm not going to say uh, that okay. that's particularly you that's doing it, but I think there's a lot. No, of that was me. Saying, yeah, I know, but you weren't doing it quite as, uh, you know, Brutally. as much as I've, yeah, no, as much as I've heard other uh, places do it. They've done it. They've given it to us. They've given us an open standard on day of release, uh, so other, you know, other phones can also use it. Other um, OSs can use it, and you know. Well, you know, I, I they will made give, it work. It was only over Wi-Fi, but they made it work. And I, I will give Apple props for for making it an open standard, which isn't typically something that Apple, you know, unless unless Apple has some way to kind of cash in on it down the road, they typically don't don't make things like this open standard. You know, they. I, yeah, you know, and I'm, they're I'm, they're a company. And, you know, we could sit here and play the open source is the way to only go, blah 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 blah. You know, game all night long. But I mean, let's face it: for the most part, open source doesn't make people a whole lot of money. And when you get right down to it, companies like Apple, Microsoft, and <gasps> even Google are in it to make money. Yeah, well, they'll make money by selling their devices. I, and I think this is an option, which obviously is with this device, you can do this and you can do it and it works and it sells the device. So, yep. I, you know, that's why they've gone down that avenue. And we're running um, out of time, Gaz. We are. We are. I think we're going to have to say, I love you, but I got to leave you. <laughs> we're trying to get, and, and this show is probably going to end up being just a little bit over an hour. And uh, we apologize. We will work on shortening our segments a little bit but it's so much fun to talk to Gaz and, and to talk about this stuff every week that that i'll you know it, i'll look down at the magic little clock here of of uh of wiretap studio pro and it'll be like oh crap we gotta go <laughs> i thought you said it was family friendly well i can say crap <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i can i can I can say crap all I want. Crap, 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 crap. <laughs> but we do have to go. So on, on that crappy note, no, I said it again. Damn it. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're going to get told uh, off. We, we love you all. We hope you keep listening. Enter the contest. Contest at MyMac.com. Win some free stuff, darn you all. Yeah, enter it, please. How do they do that again? How do they do what? Oh, in order to enter the contest, you have to send an email to contest at mymac.com by June by Friday, June 25th, 12 midnight Eastern Standard Time. Good stuff. It's been a blast, guy. Yeah. All right, we'll see everybody next week. Good night. And thank you for listening to the mymac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to podcast at mymac.com. Be sure to check out our other shows, including Geekiest Show Ever, My Photo Tech Podcast, Your Own Victory Garden, and Sam's Cool Picks. All available in iTunes.